You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we celebrate all things Western Michigan University. I'm Tim Tarantine, your host. And I'm talking to students today, and that's always exciting for me. And I have a special one today with me, Alyssa Kidzorek. She is the editor and chief of none other than the Western Herald. Alyssa, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you. Thank you. So you are the bomb.com in so many ways. You've got we've got stuff to celebrate, awards and fellowships that you have attained. But before we do that, I want to know something about who you are. And then our listening audience wants to know what's up with the Herald. So let's start at the beginning like we always do. What's your Western story? Why did you choose WMU? All righty. So first of all, I'm a first-generation college student, so I think that's important to note. Hooray. (laughs) Because I didn't know anything about college coming in. Yeah. Super nervous. Um, I have two sisters. They're twins, and they're five years younger than me. So I've always set the precedence for them in terms of, like, how to do life, <laughs> basically. Sure. Um, so my senior year of high school, I did pretty good in high school. I had like a 3.2 GPA, nothing spectacular, but nothing horrible either. Um, but I didn't think that I was going to get into some of the Big Ten schools or anything, you know, crazy. So I, I didn't know where to start when it came to applying or what to look for. None mm. of my family went to college, so I didn't even know some of the colleges in Michigan. Just had no sure. idea. So. I applied to Aquinas in Grand Rapids. Or Why I think Aquinas? It's I don't know. I heard someone in the hall like say that name, and I went to the website, and I was like, I'll check that out and see what that place is about. I love that. <laughs> so, I, so I applied there, and then a couple of my close friends went to were going to come to Western, and they had gotten their acceptance letters already, and I was like, I'm behind. Like, So I went to the website, looked at some of the pictures, never had heard of – I'd heard of Kalamazoo, but had never been here, and I just checked out the website, and it looked – like the place for me and I applied and then I got my acceptance letter and then I came and toured um in November of my senior year so wow and then I was like yep this is where I need to be and then I never changed my mind after that and then I got in and so let me ask you let me let me peel peel back a little further on that visit when you came in November yeah when you got back into the bus train car automobile whatever you were in yeah what were you thinking I was very overwhelmed because me and my mom and dad came up, just us three. So my two sisters stay with my grandparents, and we literally stay at the Holiday Inn, like right off 131. They're coming up tonight, too, because I have a ceremony tomorrow that they're coming for. So they're like, we're all going to go back there and hang out tonight. But we went back to our room, and I just slept like the whole night after that tour because I was just... I was excited, but it was just a whole new world. And I, I come from a very close family. Like, I still go home every couple weekends, even now, and I'm about to be a senior. But yeah. I I just remember just sleeping and just, they were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I just need to rest. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I was just, I was, it wasn't overwhelmed in a bad way. Just right. kind of taking it all in of, like, my whole life's about to change and yeah. I don't know where it's going to go. And just excited to see, like, who I was going to grow into, but just... I guess sleeping is how I processed yeah. all of that. I just remember being like worn out and just just slept because we were here for it wasn't like a tour. It was like one of the orientation open sure. house days that they not orientation right. open house day that they do. Um, so it was like a whole a whole day. Like they talked to parents about financial aid and and there were sessions that my mom and dad went to and then we all walked together and 
Yeah. You know, it was just. It was just you got really a taste good. of the campus yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. You you were looking for what you would become. Look at you now. <laughs> You've been very successful. You came in as a non-traditional student who hadn't had any any background in higher education. No. And now you are editor in chief. <laughs> of of what has become legend on Western's campus. Every student, I don't care who you are, where you come from, what time you came to the university, you know the Herald. Yeah. The Herald is a iconic publication on this campus. Why did you choose the Herald? Why journalism? Why? How did you get there from coming in as a freshman? Yeah. So I've always, like I said, my sisters are. A- pretty a great deal younger than me they're about five and a half years younger than me so for a long time it was just me and my mom and dad and my dad um is a great deal older than my mom so all of his brothers and sisters their kids were you know in their teens by the time I came along Mm. or early 20s and then my mom's side of the family she I had uh cousins from on her side first cousins her brother had kids So they were the only kids I was around for a long time until I started school. So I always was socializing with adults, with my parents' friends Mm. and our adult family because, you know, most of my family was grown up by the time I came along. So I always loved to talk to people. And my parents said I spoke complete sentences, like very young, (laughs) like never had (laughs) any, like, speech issues. And you came out the whole room. Yes, let's go tomorrow. Yes, let's go. Meeting at this time in this place. They just (laughs) said I didn't care who I was talking to. I just would go up to people and... And talk to them, and they would, you know, have to tell me, you can't just talk to, you know, anybody that you don't know out in the world. But I never thought it was a dangerous place and just yeah. was just open to everything. So, and I also love to write on top mm. of that. So when I was little, I used to write stories about whatever it would be. I would create lives for people, and some people I would write about would have struggles and just created this whole world in my head of wow. stuff that... I knew I didn't relate to, but that I wanted to put out there for other people to relate to. And I remember doing that like 10 years old. So I think not, I think I always say I was born, this is what I was born to do. Yeah, you didn't have a a choice. Like this was just what I was destined to be. Because even before I knew what it was, I was already starting to do the elements of what the job is, which is, you know, is giving a voice to people who don't have one and holding people, government account, like being the watchdog, holding people accountable and just... That's kind of how it all all came to be. I love to write and I love to talk. And as cliche as it sounds, I say you only live once. So if I can do a job that lets me go experience all these other things and then be able to give that to other people who don't have the opportunity to do that is is why I keep doing it. I absolutely love that you're the editor-in-chief of the Herald. (laughs) That is so cool. Thank you. Um, let's, Let's keep the conversation going about the Herald. Okay. Today's media... Your number one customer is students, correct? Yes. Students are getting their information digital form much more today. Mm-hmm. Reading the newspaper, uh, some think is a thing of the past. Yeah. Yet, the Herald still prints papers. Mm-hmm. You all still have to run the news every day. Yep. How do you stay relevant as a student newspaper, as a, as a communication medium, when the competition for people's attention it's yeah. so fierce. Yeah. How do you how are you all working through that issue? Well, it's hard. <laughs> that's for sure. But one of the things we always say it, it was a motto that's been before I 
got into this position was we're a newspaper created by the students for the students. So yeah. that is our number one target. So a lot of what we try to do is we touch on topics or cover topics that have a direct impact here on campus. So we do spread out a little bit into the community, but we talk about what's happening like right here, right on campus. Yeah. And um, that's not on Twitter. No, yeah, that's right. not. You can't, yeah, that's, you're not that's competing by with, just yeah. people. We have we hold pitch meetings every Friday, so students will come in and pitch things they heard in their classroom, things they've heard you know, in the buildings that they are on their way to class. So, and then we, we, we cover events that are happening right here on campus and help spread that word out for RSOs that may not. We do a thing called RSO Spotlight. Um, and we, it used to be weekly, but it's, it's now it's not every week. It's just kind of when people yeah. have the time to do it. So we still run it just not as often as we used to. Um, and we talk to different RSO, RSOs about what they do and when their meetings are and how to get involved to try and target students who maybe want to get involved but don't know where, how to. So we yeah. really try to focus on stuff like that, that you wouldn't just see on Twitter, something that you would have to be immersed here to know about. Yeah, and for those of the listening audience that heard the term RSO, that's a registered student organization, correct? <laughs> yes. Yes, and so uh, the Western Herald and others are um, student-run organizations, and it's really uh, it's been a, a jewel for us as a campus, and it keeps all of us informed. Uh, of the issue. So we've talked a bit about you and your story, which is amazing. We've talked about the Western Herald, which is an icon. And now let's celebrate this new fellowship. You are a part of, hold on, the National Journalism Fellowship. Is that right? Hold on, I'm gonna get the exact okay. name. Because the people, I really want people, the National Journalism Fellowship, sponsored by the Michigan Press Association. I understand you went to Washington, D.C., all expenses paid, balling out of control. Yep. Uh, <laughs> focused on the need for citizens to reach across the political spectrum for discussions about the direction of our country. Yes. Is that for real? Yes. It was crazy. Tell me more. All right. So... That was something I was really nervous about because, as I said, I'm a first-generation college student. My parents have only flown a handful of times. Um, the last time I had flown an airplane before spring break, I would went to Florida with some friends a week before. But before then, I hadn't flown since I was 12. So I was wow. like, how am I going to navigate this airport by myself? Like, how am I going to get to D.C. and home alone? Like, how am I, yeah. I going to do that? So Follow I, the sign. Yeah. Follow the sign. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very nervous, but I was very excited and just kept an open mind and, and knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So what I did was I was I found out from the Michigan Press Association that I was the first fellow they had ever sent in the history of this program. So that put a lot of weight on me to know that I'm carrying Michigan on my back and representing that That's in, right. in DC. And you better represent too. Oh yeah, I yeah. made I made sure to. So yeah. it was cool. We went to a couple of de debriefings. I spoke with all Michigan legislators. So I spoke with staffers of Debbie Stabenow. I spoke with Debbie Dingle and um, David Trot. Mm -hmm. I spoke with with people all across the spectrum. And I chose to focus on how we got here in this climate that we're in now. Where, How did we get to this divide? Is it something that has been building up slowly? Is it a repeat of history? Is it at a higher level now and what did than you it find? has been before? What did they say? So they they talked about how, what has happened to get us there. So basically, like, congressmen now, they are only in town for three days a week, and then they fly back home on the weekends to speak with their constituents. And they used to go out to dinner and lunch together, Republicans and Democrats go out together not republicans only go to this place and democrats only go to this place and now like they were saying and even in congress they all kind of sit grouped together 
in their own political party, not, oh, I'm sitting next to a Democrat mm. today. And Debbie Dingell was saying that she makes a point, and she's a Democrat, to go to the Republicans and talk with them about whatever issues can be voted on that day. So it's become more separated than it used to be. People yeah. either don't have the time or it's just, it's changed. It's not where they had have time to go out and go to dinner and grab lunch during the week. They're there for three days, and then as soon as they can get out, they get out. Oh, I've been in the Rayburn building at lunchtime. Yeah. Right in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you, it, you're absolutely right. The, the the groups are not talking to each no. other. So what is the power of student journalism? I mean, what, what was the outcome of the work you did as you learned? Yeah. So I, I was supposed to write one story. Yeah. Um, that was what I, to turn back into the National Newspaper Association. So a lot of students, depending on what states they came from, would focus on issues that were dividing us, like DACA and gun control. I, like I said, chose to focus on how did we even get to this place. That's right, the cause. Yeah, that that we can't even talk. So I brought it back here to Western. I talked with the Western Student Association, the College of Democrats, and the College of Republicans, and talked to them specifically about how they were affected by what was happening nationally and what they think is the cause of why. are, Are they even divided here on campus? And they are. So that was the you know the story that I got. It was it was crazy. It was it's one of the most challenging stories I've ever did, but it really made me a stronger journalist because I I was juggling all of these different sources in one story and yeah you know and I've never done political reporting before either and that was something I said in my essay when I applied and said you know I I have other experience but not in politics but I would be more than happy to bring my knowledge to the table and learn from everybody else that's going. You you are our future. You and our students are our future. And so as a journalist, as a student, as a person who's going to live for a long time after this moment. <laughs> yeah. What did that experience do for your hopes for the future? How do you see the future now through the lens of your journalism work here at Western and that experience in D.C.? What has changed for you because of the Herald, because of this fellowship? Well, it definitely makes me hopeful, and I just feel more knowledgeable in general. Like, I didn't have any of this kind of experience before coming here. I had never traveled alone, and even just seeing a different place like in dc just there's so much out there that we don't know about there's that's just, right you know if we're we're in our own little bubble and we get so accustomed to that and there's a whole another world out there which is what i've always said and now being able to actually start living that dream and seeing that is is changed it's just made me hopeful for all things to come and then in terms of politically speaking with students here on campus and hearing how passionate they are about where we are now politically and both of their ideas on what we need to do to change it and they both you know, agreed that we need to find common ground again, that that's something that we've lost. And to hear people my age saying the same things that congressmen were saying, they said that we needed to find common ground. Yeah. It's just, it makes me hopeful that we're we're on the right track and we are an intelligent group of people that can make big waves in the world if we, we can get it together. To it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, your hope gives me hope. Well, thank you. And I'm so excited about your future. We're, uh, we're good. Folks, remember the name, Alyssa Kitzorg. You're going to hear that name over and over and over again. Uh, number one, because she's a Bronco, but number two, because she cares about the world. And those are the kinds of students uh, that I'm so proud to, to, to share space with on this campus. If you want to learn more about Melissa, the work she's doing, uh, her fellowship, the Western Herald, 
uh, and how you might be able to support that work and make those opportunities available for more students, go to mywmu.com slash raise the W, and you can find out all that information there. Alyssa, thanks for being aboard, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, If you're out in the store today hanging out with people, maybe you're outside enjoying the new spring weather, and if you are... I'd like you to find somebody and tell them about Western Michigan University. Tell them what a great place it is. And if you are, if you do, you'll help us all to raise the W.